Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 8th of August. Well, it's been another sensational morning for the Aussies at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham with the men's beach volleyball team and the female cricketers both winning gold. Australia now leads the medal tally with 64 gold, 53 silver and 53 bronze. Brett Thomas joins us now with all the details from Birmingham. Gosh, another great performance for the Aussies this morning, Brett, after an incredible weekend. Yeah, good morning, Tash. Let's start with the cricket. Dramatic scenes before the final. Australia taking on India in the T20 gold medal match. Talia McGrath, the star all-rounder, tested positive to COVID before the toss of the coin, but she was cleared to play. Now, apparently India didn't want her to. She must have been asymptomatic, so she took her place in that final, and it came down to the very last over. The Aussies snaring two wickets to win and beat India this morning. T20 World Cup champions. 50 over World Cup champions are now Commonwealth gold medal winners. This team is as close to perfect as we may ever see. Kelsey Lee Barber entered this Commonwealth Games as one of our top medal hopes in athletics. And, well, she didn't let us down in the Javelin final, although it took till her final throw to beat her teammate Mackenzie Little by just 16 centimetres. I'm actually a little bit in shock still. I think I went over to the fence and to Mike and I was like, my brain's a bit fuzzy. I don't know what just happened. But you're right. It's, it's a beautiful story to share with over my Commonwealth journey. Georgia Baker wrapped a dominant Commonwealth Games, won her third cycling gold in the women's road race. We also claimed gold in beach volleyball and diving. And Ollie Hall, what a great story over the weekend, winning the 1,500-metre final. Unfortunately, Peter Bowl couldn't back that up this morning. He still took silver surge late in the 800-metre men's final. Yeah, Brett, the Aussies were absolutely sensational and so many inspirational stories. Thanks so much. There's also lots happening in the sporting world with both AFL and NRL, and you'll join us later for all those details. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Tash. In other news this morning, a 59-year-old man will front court today charged with three counts of murder and one count of attempted murder over a mass shooting in North Queensland last week. A 71-year-old man, a 59-year-old woman and 35-year-old man were all found dead near their rural property at Bogie on Thursday morning. An injured man remains in hospital in a stable condition after being shot in the stomach. A new report card on Victoria's health system has revealed ambulance wait times have reached breaking point. More than one third of urgent call-outs have failed to meet the recommended response time while patients are waiting longer in emergency departments. Dr Roderick McRae from the AMA has told Channel 9 the system is overwhelmed. If you have a sick child, you go to the emergency department and then you suddenly see the queues, uh, the uh, difficulty all of the colleagues are having to look after people to the best of their ability in emergency departments. And as you enter them, you notice ambulances ramping. Former New South Wales Deputy Premier John Barillaro will front an inquiry today investigating his recruitment to a plum trade role in New York. It follows former Trade Minister Stuart Ayres resigning from his ministerial positions last week after documents at the inquiry suggested his alleged involvement in the recruitment process. The inquiry is also being expanded amid claims New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet offered another MP a similar position in London. Overseas now and concerns are growing for Taiwan as Chinese forces continue to step up military exercises in waters around the sovereign country. 
Taiwan's Defence Ministry says it's confirmed 66 Chinese Air Force planes and 14 warships are conducting drills. Our Foreign Minister Penny Wong joined with the US and Japan in calling for an immediate ceasefire. While Energy Minister Chris Bowen has told Channel 9 the government will not shy away from doing what's right. This action by China is disproportionate and it's destabilising. It's over the top. And under the Albanese government, we're going to say what we believe, we're going to call it as we see it, and we're going to act in Australia's national interests. China has also announced sanctions against US House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her immediate family following her controversial visit to Taiwan last week. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales, and investigations are continuing this morning into what caused part of a spectator stand at a schoolboy rugby match over the weekend in Sydney to collapse. Our reporter, Sasha Barbagat, has more from Sydney. Morning, Tash. Yes, 15,000 people were gathered at Leichhardt Oval to watch a match between St Ignatius College and St Joseph's College when they witnessed the disturbing incident. <laughs> A video of the incident shows a group of people jumping up and down after their team scored before the railing they were leaning on collapsed, causing a number of people to tumble about a metre to the concrete below. The mum of one of the spectators caught up in the collapse has told Nine some suffered nasty injuries. There was probably four or five boys that we were quite concerned about. A few concussions and Joe's mate had broken his scapula. Luckily, Ambulance New South Wales has confirmed no one had to be taken to hospital at the time. To WA now, and it's been another horror weekend on local roads with four lives lost across the state. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has more from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. It's been another tragic weekend on our roads. A motorbike rider along Safety Bay Road in Perth South struck a power pole in the early hours of yesterday morning and died at the scene. While on Friday night, a woman crashed into a tree in Continent, 280 kilometres east of Perth in the Wheatbelt region. She suffered critical injuries and also died at the scene. Meanwhile, a 50-year-old man was killed when his car flipped and smashed through a southern suburbs recreation store in Perth South on Friday night. And on Saturday, a horror crash claimed the life of a 47-year-old man and forced the closure of Albany Highway in WA's Great Southern Region. As of Friday, 80 fatalities have been recorded on WA roads this year alone, 55 in regional areas and 25 in the metro region. But that figure is still well below the 101 deaths tragically recorded at the same period last year. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Overseas travel, as we know, is rebounding big time, but this is interesting. The problem seems to be it looks like one-way traffic out of Australia. Yeah, that's right. And incoming travellers to Australia are currently 80% lower than Aussies jetting to overseas destinations. And that's despite sky-high fares and a lack of seats on planes. The Australian Bureau of Statistics says 231,000 short-term tourists came here in May, but 420,000 Aussies went the other way. Also, our current political problems with Beijing is no plus for getting the 1.4 million Chinese tourists who used to come here before the pandemic. To the US now, Peter, and very interestingly, key inflation figures are out there and that's going to have a major impact on the stock market and also interest rates. 
Yep. The June inflation reading saw a huge 9.1% number show up, and that forced the U.S. Central Bank to raise interest rates by a whopping 0.75%. But U.S. President Joe Biden, who faces midterm elections in exactly three months' time, said inflation was on the way down. The July consumer price inflation is expected... Oh, sorry. The July consumer price index is released on Wednesday, U.S. time, and so our stock market will react on Thursday. A lower number than 9.1% will be a plus for stocks, but it might have to be significantly lower to keep stock prices rising. I'm talking about stocks. Our stocks are expected to start the week down, Peter. Yeah, and it's coming out of the US, Natasha. The Yanks expected to create 258,000 jobs in July. And on Friday, we learned they created 528,000 jobs, which means that the statistics cannot be trusted and the US economy looks stronger than was expected. And that means interest rates in the States might have to go higher and faster. And that is not good news for stock prices. Certainly a massive week in the business and finance world. Thanks so much for the update, Peter. Cheers. Time for Sport Down. We're joined once again by Brett Thomas, who is very busy covering all things in the sporting world for us this morning. Brett, good morning once again. Lots happening also in both the NRL and AFL over the weekend with lots of controversy surrounding NRL coach Ricky Stewart after an extraordinary rant directed at a Panthers player over the weekend. And now the family of that uh, Panthers player, Jamin Salmon, has called on the NRL to take action against Ricky Stewart. The Raiders coach lashed out at him after he was reported for kicking Tom Starling over the weekend. They're looking into uh, defamation, potential legal action now, the family. And Andrew Abdo spoke to Triple M about this yesterday. You know, I'm very disappointed by those comments. I mean, it's really inappropriate for anyone to talk like that about someone else in the game, particularly given Ricky's experience and standing in the game. It's particularly disappointing. It's obviously a serious matter. So the NRL now investigating. While Ricky apologised, it appeared that wasn't directed at the player himself, but rather the situation. On the field yesterday, the Knights are finally waking up winners on a Monday morning, uh, downing the Tigers 14 to 10. It comes after a week from hell with David Clemmer stood down for an on-field argument with the trainer. Coach Adam O'Brien says the prop will return to the side this week. Big Clem, he, um, he accepted some accountability on you know some of his stuff. He addressed the team, but yeah, no doubt he's dealt with now. He's back in the team. While the Cowboys keep powering on, beating the Dogs 28 to 14. Yeah, and to the AFL now, Carlton is in danger of slipping out of the top eight, Britain losing its captain for the final two rounds of the season. Yeah, the Blues have been in the top for every round of this home and away season. They'd be the first team in 45 years to miss the finals if that happens. They're a game inside the eight at the moment, but uh, certainly that result yesterday, you know, they're getting a little bit shaky and a little bit nervous, as you'd understand, uh, Blues fans going down to the Lions by 33 points. At one stage, they'd trailed by almost 10 goals. They whittled that down to 15 points in the last quarter, but uh, the Lions just found a way to win late. Now, Patrick Cripps in a lot of trouble for a, a big bump on Calamar who was forced from the field uh, with concussion. So he's staring at, I reckon, a two- or three-week suspension. His coach, though, Michael Voss, thinks otherwise. I mean, the umpire probably told the story, didn't he? He didn't even pay for a kick. Clearly, when you have not a lot of time to adjust in those circumstances, you know, that made it for a a difficult contest. So the Lions back in the hunt for a top-four spot, sitting just below the Swans, who beat the Kangaroos yesterday. Super busy weekend. Thanks so much for the wrap, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And Australian music icon Judith Durham is set to be farewelled with a state funeral in Victoria. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has taken to Twitter saying the family has accepted the offer. The Seekers' lead singer passed away on Friday. 
bandmate Athel Guy has told Channel 10, the tributes flowing in are amazing. We're now in a tsunami of absolutely love and best wishes from all around the planet, you know, and all these beautiful words that have been said about Judith and her, her voice and her, her character. It's really quite stunning. Judith was 79. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.